grab your mugs because it's time to pour a little Friday night tea. With that being said, please welcome multimedia personality, talk show host, and newly in love, Funky Dineva, and brand strategist, Al Reynolds. Hey. Fellas, what's good? What's going, what's going on, Claudia? Happy Friday with a new president, bitch. Yes. Started from the bottom, now we here. <laughs> oh, before we get started, I just want to honor baseball legend Hank Aaron, who passed away today. He was 86 years old. So I did a little research on this. He took the vaccine on January 5th. Mm-hmm. Don't start that. I'm not an advocate of Black people with platforms perpetuating conspiracy theories about this vaccine. We all need this vaccine so we can get her immunity so we can go back to the club. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I do want to provide the information. Like he did take it on January 5th to show black people to not be fearful of taking a vaccine. So I just gotta I just gotta put the information out there, y'all. But, but you know it's some people out there that's gonna connect dots that don't need to be connected. That man, that man was 86 right. years old. 86 years old. That's why he died. He was, well, you know, he was also in a wheelchair as well. I just wanted to mention that. And Dineva. <laughs> we are not going back to the wheelchair. We're not going back to the wheelchair on this on this icon. I think the reason why it kind of happened the way that I hope it has nothing to do with the vaccine. Now, remember, he's an icon. Like, he's a beast. He's, he's like the GOAT. Remember, he won the Presidential Medal of Freedom. He was in the National Baseball Hall of Fame. Remember when he also donated all of his memorabilia, every single bit of his memorabilia, he donated to the National Baseball Hall of Fame. The only thing that he kept was the hate mail from all of the fans that that sent him racist comments. I feel like he was at rest and at peace when he saw this historical moment happen. And he was like, you know what? Everything that I've done has not been in vain. I can go to rest now. That's that's my interpretation of why. It he died the way I'd want to die. He died like peacefully in his sleep. In his sleep, right. Okay. That's the best way to go. Mm-hmm. We have a comment from YouTube. I'm, like, I'm trying to be cute without these glasses, but it's just, I you can't. Put them on. <laughs> uh, Markeisha said, I already got my role for tonight's show. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so how was everybody's inauguration day? Q, I know you bought a whole bunch of clothes, your Burberry jacket. You had it, you had it late I mean, laid the hell out, ready for the inauguration. You couldn't go. So how, how was your inauguration day in spite of all of that? You know what? Unfortunately, and I'm embarrassed to say this, but I actually spent the pejorative of the day sleep. And I woke up at about 8 p.m. that night and I caught all the clips and stuff online. And I caught what in my opinion, what's the most important part, which was the young black girl doing the poem, baby, giving us hopes and dreams for the future and just reinstilling some level of hope in me um, in this SHIT whole country that we live in right now. For 30 seconds, it did give me a bit of, 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 of hope and inspiration. All right. Well I, I think I, I was probably the opposite of, of Funky Dineva. As you all know, I live here in uh, Washington, D.C. And not only do I live in Washington, D.C., but I live in southwest D.C., which is right near the Capitol and right near the White House. I'm literally two or three blocks away. So I was here through the Capitol raiding 
well, the insurrection, which was insane, that enraged a lot of hate in me, to be honest. And then this event actually did just totally the opposite. I don't know about anybody else out there listening, but I just have a, a sigh of relief, if you will, on this whole new transition in administration. Finally, somebody who got some sense, somebody who can put sentences together to make complete sentences about a plan of what we're gonna do to handle this pandemic. And then just to see the past president, our first African-American president, and then see our first female African-American president. I don't care about the other half, half of her. I'll only see her as an African-American female. President was just, just was vice president, sorry, was just, magical for me it was just and the petty side of the game because y'all are being really very very positive right now and I, I appreciate this side of you all this is a, a new leap that we're doing I guess in 2021 this is, it's great um I like seeing the Trump send-off which was super early no one really caught it Ivanka's weed was a hot-ass mess uh she had them cheap-ass fusion uh uh extension she looked like trash they were all crying Mike Pence looked so ridiculous when he was leaving with his tail between his legs that was a highlight for me. Um, what did y'all think about the musical performances of uh, Lady Gaga and, and J-Lo and Katy Perry? So here's the thing. Gaga kills. Gaga is just Carnegie Hall history making all day. Katy Perry did what it is she needed to do. That was the most awesome firework display. Like it just made me feel like I was at Disney on ice and was six years old. Jennifer Lopez. Hey, girl, because I just saw you last week at the mall, you and A-Rod, so I'm not going to give you too much. <laughs> Instead of going in on Jennifer Lopez, I'm going to go in on Black people. Y'all leave that lady alone. Y'all already know when she come up on stage, she not finna give you no Baptist, his eyes on the sparrow <laughs> sing-off. Y'all already know what this lady give. She gonna give you a double cha-cha to the left, a spin it around to the right, and a ho! That's all you getting from her. And y'all continue every time this lady perform, y'all want to critique her voice. She's yeah. not a voice girl. Janet's not a voice girl. Sierra's not a voice girl. But they're going to give you costumes, outfits, and she represented for the Latina community. And I think that was the biggest part to have some diversity across the performances. But leave that lady alone vocally. I ain't gonna lie, I was the whole time she was singing, I'm, and I'm a big J-Lo fan. I love J-Lo the best as an actress, though. I love her as an actress. I think I love, 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 love J-Lo. But we, like you said, she's not the strongest voice. She doesn't have the strongest voice. So the whole time she was performing, I was like, I just wanted her to not crack. And she listen, she got through it. She did fine. She didn't mess up. She looked bomb as hell. And I think they had to send a give a nod to the Latino community because with all this, us Black folks, how we've been really insisting and holding the Biden administration accountable for Black cabinet members and Black VPs, the Latino community is kind of getting a little bit salty because they are the biggest minority group now. Like They're like, well, what about us? What about us? And I, I get the move. I get it. It made sense. In general, they should have switched. They should have switched her song out, though, with Demi Lovato. That's in her range. See, because she ain't got a hold no notes. A lovely day. <laughs> lovely day. Lovely day. A lovely day. Lovely day. Lovely day. That's oh, in her, God. That's in her wheelhouse. The Congratulations to uh, Trump's daughter that he never acknowledges, Tiffany Trump. She also got engaged on the day of the inauguration as well. 
The three things the three things that I liked about the inauguration was the last press conference that Ivanka was supposed to do. I mean, Melania was supposed to do. She was like, I'm over this shit. I'm out of here. She just walked right past. She was like, oh, I'm good. I'm glad to get the hell out of here. That was number one. Number two was that bird that uh, Lady Gaga had on her daggone lapel. That was hilarious. All the memes that came out of that about <laughs> Michelle Obama was like, did she got a bird on her shoulder? That was hilarious. And then Garth Brooks bow legs. That he's bow legged. Huh? Bow legged. Yeah. Bow legged is kind of sexy, right? Y'all find bow legged is sexy until they teach us the line of disability check. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's bow leg, then it's your parents wasn't shit and put you in two small shoes as a child. Like so, you know, just how bow is we talking? Why is this boy sick? Is this? Like bow is cute, but an extreme bow is your parents wasn't shit. Wait yeah. a minute, he said they put you in a box when you were little and no, your legs couldn't. Two small shoes. Is that a vitamin deficiency as well? Like you don't have enough calcium? Mm, I'm not prepared. Okay, listen, we want to give a shout out to Officer Eugene Goodman, who held off uh, Capitol Hill riders during the insurrection. He was promoted and he got to escort Vice President Kamala Harris during the inauguration. H how does it feel that, you know, one of our own, a black man, you know, that officer is protecting elected officials? Baby, it feels amazing, but this is the definition of no money, <laughs> bitch, okay? That man went from an old... Uh, Community issue uniform. Now he got on an old Gucci scarf, baby. Eugene, Eugene said, when that promotion gonna hit? Baby, go down to the mall and spend the rent money, baby. They say it's gonna be on my next check. Yes, God. He got him an old nasty, old light blue um, Gucci. Started from the bottom, now we here. I see you, Eugene. You were so right, because when I didn't recognize him, and he did look raggedy when he was a, just a Capitol Police officer. And I thought he was an elected official next to Kamala, the way he, you are so right, Q. So, right. so what do y'all think about President, well, former President Donald Trump not in attendance, being bitter, skipping the festivities? He took uh, Air Force One to Florida on Wednesday, but not before he made a few pardons, including rappers Lil Wayne, Kodak Black, and former Detroit Mayor Kwame Kilpatrick, which I, I'm kind of happy about that, in a way. My ratchet side. What do y'all think about those pardons? Now, well, Listen, the only pardon that I paid the most attention to was the pardon of the um, mayor of Detroit. Now, the the racketeering, the money laundering, the the lying, the deceit, the fraud, the Murder. all of that, all the charges that he was actually charged with to get out 20 years early. I think it represents how he wants someone to pardon him when we come up with all the charges against him. I think we're gonna see in the next two to three months, a list of charges against President Trump. And I think he also, when he pardoned that mayor, it was kind of like a, 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 like a little dig because that is one person that you would not waste a pardon on. What he did to the city of Detroit was deployable and disgusting. And for him to pardon him uh, just speaks volumes to who he is. I think that that particular mayor it's very similar to Donald Trump. And what do you I think, think about the, the Kodak Black pardon? Do you think that was a waste of a pardon? Because they, they say he still has like a sexual assault case. 
Well, I think, you know, both both Kodak and uh, Little Wayne are on the weapon charges with with also drug charges. So, of course, that's a waste of pardon because any good criminal attorney can get those guys out of that. I don't I don't understand what what that spoke to and why. I, I, I feel like that was like um, in case he wants to run again, he's going to be like, see, how can I be racist? You know, like he's doing these right. last get like things to kind of like a nod to black people like i'm not racist i, I i'm the one who pardoned kodak black because why do you give a damn about kodak black as so a why don't you pardon the ones that really need it then like let's look at the list of people that have written him and asked for pardons those guys that were falsely charged for rape and and murder that are serving long terms that kim kardashian has helped getting them out of prison why don't you pardon somebody from that list Crystal Mason, you- a black woman here in texas who was charged given five years in prison for voting on a provisional ballot that was never even counted that's who you need to be pardoned not someone who's going to get fuck around and get back in trouble in another two weeks i'm just saying you know what baffles me about our government is that people can even be in jail for something like what you just said but it wasn't until you guys just spoke that I began to formulate what the chess moves may have been with these particular pardons. I saw somebody on Instagram say Lil Wayne and Kodak was a waste of a damn pardon because they asked to be back in there in a couple years. Anyway, Kodak Black is just ignorant as all hell, in my opinion. He's a black brother. I want to uplift him. I want to uphold him and all that other good stuff. Itchy, gitchy, ya But I can't uphold ignorance. And it, it was very funny and peculiar to me because Little Wayne and Kodak Black both represent, they are the physical embodiment of what Donald Trump's demographic thinks of Black people and the worst of us. So it was just a little baffling and confusing to me that he would go after the physical embodiment of everything wrong with Black people and pardon them. There's just there's still something there that's mysterious in my eyes that I'm waiting to unfold. And you may be right, Claudia. It may be in the future because those are view-garnering, click-garnering names that that is the reason why. But it also speaks to how low he thinks of us intellectually if you think that just because Kodak Black has a million followers and Lil Wayne has a billion followers that all of a sudden they're going to be able to sway the Black community into your favor. We're not that feeble mind, nor are we that stupid. I love your thoughtful, I love your insightful thoughts on that. And I think you're absolutely right. They do not, Kodak Black and Lil Wayne do not represent Black right. people as a whole. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Chuck Schumer had a little um, slip of the tongue, shall we say. We have more on that when we come back on TGIF right after this break. Welcome back to TGIF, the new, hottest new show on uh, the internet. I'm going to go to claim that, okay? So, Soulmates, if you want to see more Foxhole content, go to www.foxhole.tv or download that Foxhole app or watch us on Fox Now, Fire TV, Roku, YouTube, Apple TV, Zoom, TV, or Caffeine.tv. I'm here with multimedia personality and talk show host, Funky Dineva, and brand strategist, Al Reynolds. Real quick before we get into the stories, uh, last week, we talked about Funky Dineva having a new boyfriend. Actually, no. Uh-oh. He was dating, and then that night, I think, made it official. It was all over social media. I'm right. in love. The man of my dreams. I found right. my soulmate. And it was like a Russian-looking white dude, kind of. And Q was going hard, posting all over the internet. I mean, I, I thought I, we were going to be invited to a wedding and all. Y'all are putting. <laughs> you have to go. You still smiling? Are you still? You still? Um, I was get- picking out a gift and everything. Y'all are putting so much. Claudia asked me what color she was gonna be wearing. <laughs> On it, we were hanging out at a party. 
we were drinking, we were dancing. He asked me that I want to be his boyfriend. I asked him that he want to be mine. We both said yes. And then I dumped that bitch two days ago. <laughs> what do you mean? Listen, y'all, I've been single for 11 years, right? So I, I, I'm better suited to be single than I am in a relationship. And very short story, and I make no qualms about it. Everybody knows that I suffer from depression and anxiety. Last Tuesday, he was off work. He wanted to hang out. I was paralyzed in bed. I could not move. My One of my depressive episodes was getting the best of me. I woke up to a barrage of texts. I went out on a limb to reveal my medical history to him and tell him, this is what's going on with me and this is why I was absent. Mm. And he wrote back, sorry, I don't believe you. Mm. And I looked at the phone and rolled my black ass back over and that was the end of that relationship. Mm. So you're a veteran. I don't go back and forth. I don't compromise. So cute, you're, you're available now. I'm very available. Q, did you see the picture that Al Reynolds um, wants to start his OnlyFans with? Uh, let's, uh, we got a picture. Here we go. That <laughs> was the one he solicited my new picture with. There yeah, you go. Al Reynolds, look at the body. Al. Body, yaddy, 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 yaddy. Al, you look good to be old. <laughs> you can watch how you talk. Comment: Should Al Reynolds start an OnlyFans page, and do you want to see more of of Al Reynolds' content? Let me see. Let me and see we, it one more time. Funky Danny, but would you go out with Al if he was open to it? Not now, because we work together and we got a good thing going on, and I don't want to sink the ship before it pull out of the port. However, now knowing Al, if we did not work together, yes, I would go out with Al. Oh, okay. Okay, all right, I want to keep that in mind. Okay, let's get back to the, oh, we have a comment. Uh, Glitter Girl says, well, damn. Well, damn, Al. Go ahead and hit Al Reynolds on Instagram and his DMs because he he, he really is here for all of that. Um, I'm glad we got to finally show that picture after like literally a month of talking about it. talking about it. Right. Um, you showing your whole package. I work hard, so I don't mind. Speaking of hard, did y'all see what happened with Chuck Schumer? He must have been thinking about something hard. Uh, earlier, uh, the former vice president was, I mean, uh, Chuck Schumer was talking about the former president's impeachment trial, and he used some hard word to describe Trump's part in the Capitol riots. Let's take a look. Make no mistake, there will be a trial, and when that trial ends, senators will have to decide if they believe Donald John, Donald John Trump incited the erection, insurrection against the United States. Who wants to take this on? This is the why we need term limits, okay? The senility of it all. His is the erect, go ahead, Al, that's all I wanted to say. No, 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 I want you to take that. I, I'm good on this one. I, 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 I'm giving white folks a break this week. I'm, I'm in a good mood, it's a lovely day. But this is why we need term limits, because after a certain while, your mind just be bad. You know what I'm saying? And that man, he was backed up. He ain't had none. It about ain't working. The, the, um, his, his Obamacare package just went through so he could get his Viagra C. Alice delivery. And that man was backed up and ready. And that's what was, he had love on his mind. Like, he should go. Go ahead, Al. <laughs> no. The word erection came out of his mouth. You saw he was like, God damn it. He was like, I can't believe I just said that. Oh, we have another comment about Al Reynolds' body. His pictures, uh, okay. you know, uh, Mammy says, wow. So they, they checking for it. Okay, listen, y'all. Speaking of checking for, we have been waiting for this key. Well, have y'all been waiting for this long? No, hell no. 
But what? Get it out. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to make it sound good. Good. The long-awaited battle between Keisha Cole and Ashanti finally happened last night. Their musical matchup was called off last month, not last month when Ashanti tested positive COVID, and it was delayed. The R&B, the R&B queens rocked out to their most popular hits, but there seemed to be some tension after Keisha Cole showed up an hour and 18 minutes late to the battle. What are your thoughts on this and who won the battle? Did y'all watch it? Okay. So, so, so here's the thing, right? First and foremost, I don't even know who the hell was looking for this, wanting this, or went to set it up. And let me start off by saying, I both love Keisha Cole and Ashanti both individually as artists. My thing is Keisha Cole and Ashanti have never existed in the same sentence, period. Ashanti was the 2000s girl who sang the hooks on all the songs and Keisha Cole was the gritty, raspy voice hood girl that was slated to be the next Mary J. Blige. They never existed in the same stratosphere musically, so I never understood this matchup. This versus battle to me reeked of Apple saying Swiss and Timberland, y'all got to do X amount of shows to get y'all payout. And they said, listen, we finna call our homegirls and let them come up here and fool our lot on the stage with them hooks and them 2000s hits and so we can get our coin. Secondly, after postponing the damn thing two times, then y'all had the nerve on the third time for the sound to be wrong, the video to be messed up. Keisha Cole's face was all up under the letters. They were <laughs> scrolling all in her face the way Roberta Flack was scrumming her pain and her feelings. We just didn't understand what was going on. There's, I understand why Keisha Cole had an attitude. It was just all wrong. Lastly, versus is one of those things like Woodstock. You had to be there. At this point, it's it's kind of like, unless y'all finna bring us some damn dynasty ass matchups like Mariah Carey and Tony Braxton or J-Lo and Janet Jackson, I honestly think it's time to give it a rest because y'all are grasping for straws with these Mitch match matchups. But they had a million views, even when they so, were even when they were late. One point so, two. Yeah, so you know, this is an interesting. Poppy looked really pretty, and she her energy was really nice. So you know, I'm a I'm an Ashanti fan. So let me tell you what I find interesting about the two. First of all, Funky, this is how it came about. If you guys don't remember when DMX and Snoop Dogg did their battle, uh, Keisha Cole actually put in the comments, "Yo, Ashanti, what's good?" So that's kind of how this came about. She hollered at Ashanti and said, "You want to do one of these?" And then the two people got, you know, their people got together. They figured it out, and that's kind of how this manifests. But did you know this? Did you know that both of them are Libras? Both of them were born in the same month. Both of them are born two days apart and they're only one year apart. So I honestly thought that it could possibly be a cool kind of a mix up. I mean, what a cool hell, type what of What the hell does birth dates and astrology have to do with the price of tea in China? I'm just saying, I'm trying to find a positive in this. I'm trying to find a silver lining in all this. I mean, the, the silver lining is both of the ladies are great. They both have great music. They both look good. They are both great entertainers. I'm not questioning them and their artistry. I'm questioning the lineup. I just don't think it was the right lineup. No tea, no shade musically. K. Michelle and Keisha Cole would have been a more interesting uh, situation. If anything, Ashanti and Carrie Hilson would have been a better right. matchup. They both match better musically. 
Well, I probably do. You think K Michelle would take that versus challenge though with Keisha with Keisha Cole? I don't I mean, think. So. I, I don't know. That's too no, determined. I don't but think my so. whole thing is we can't just be giving everybody a versus who jump in the comment section and say they want to do one for the sake of doing one. It was a poor matchup. We have a YouTube comment from Joe said, "Why give something a rest when it averaged one million views?" So the people. No, that is that is true. Because there's a shit lot of other things on the internet that average one million views. Hell, we average one million views after reruns. I mean, one million, and, 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 and no shade from somebody who lives in the internet stratosphere. One million views, it's great. I'm not trying to knock nobody's accomplishment, but it ain't Super Bowl numbers. Mm. Dang. The internet, so the internet said that a lot of people- You need a boyfriend, because you you being mean tonight. Grumpy, right? I like you. Know, I know what you need. I know what you need, because you're a little bit grumpy tonight. Go take a look at that picture. You'll see what I got. Are you offering? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't take charity. <laughs> I felt like he was offering to slang something over there. I don't want Star Jones leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> you would be so lucky. Okay. Al, on a scale of one to 10, before we go to break, what do you think you are as a lover? As a lover? Mm -hmm. Sexually, as a lover, yeah, I'm, a, I'm an 11, 12, 13, 14. Oh, here she go. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be as quiet as I possibly can. First of all, you like I am a Christian. You like don't want me to unleash points. on him. You get three points deducted for being light skinned. Secondly, <laughs> your shirt button up to the top button, you get three more points deducted for being lame as hell. Third, Claudia, go to commercial before I read this girl down. To the Yo, court. check this out. He want me. He can't help it. He can't help it. You count my buttons. You oh. looking at my color. You know more about me than I know about myself. Boy, bye. We gotta take a quick break. We gotta get to the bottom of all this when we come back. But after this, that aggression. He saw that picture and got hot. <laughs> He's all moist over there. Boy, go take a shower. <laughs> 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 okay, who's gonna wear us out this week? First of all, welcome back to TJF. Was I heard y'all wore us out about the Roland Ray um, story last week, and we I told y'all we weren't mature enough to handle that story, but we are gonna have an update later on the show. So let's talk about. Um, okay, uh, we talked about Keisha Cole and Ashanti, but um, Bow Wow is putting a new spin on a kiss and tell on his reality show, Growing Up Hip Hop Atlanta. The rapper um, said he wants to mention the girls he dated on his next record. Now, during a recent interview about the project, Bow Wow said, each song is about a girl I shared a piece of my life with. Now, his exes include some famous names like Angela Simmons, Keisha Cole, Sierra, and Black China. Does this feel like some Taylor Swift type shit? And, and how would you respond if your ex put you in a song? How would you like that? I can't believe Keisha Cole would be with Bow Wow because she seems too much for him. Like, she would right. run the shit out of him. That's what I think. Actually, all these ladies do. It's pathetic to me. And it's proof of the fact that he didn't grow up with his daddy. Because a man would have taught him that you don't kiss and tell and do like this. It reeks of I'm grasping for relevancy. And honestly and truthfully, my heart really does go out to Bow Wow. Because he always finds himself in some lame ass 
pathetic ass attempt to garner relevancy when all in all actuality he needs to do like Chameleonaire did. Count your losses. You were big in the late 90s, early 2000s. Take your coins, invest in cryptocurrency and motorized scooters <laughs> and go sit down somewhere and become a tech billionaire and live happily ever after in Silicon Valley some damn where. This, this is just wrong. Like it, it, it just, it feel dumb. Dude, you gonna tell someone who still has a passion for music and who loves music and still feels like he got bars that he should go buy Bitcoin and Ripple? Yes. And, <laughs> and skateboard and, and go live happily ever after. And you know what? And you can love music from behind the scenes. Go produce, go manage, go co-write, go start a label, go do promotions, go pass out flyers. You could even be security at the club if you like music. Hell, you can be security. I'm, you know, I'm gonna step... We don't even view, and I hate to say this, Bow Wow got caught up in the curse of the child star. He never successfully made the transition to an adult. We don't view him as a grown ass man. And then when he keeps doing these little lame ass young boy antics, we, it, it thrust him right back into high school. This is some high school boy, ooh, she let me hunch, let me go run and tell the whole cafeteria. Like this is, it's lame. Well, I'm gonna have to tell you this. So, you know, this is no secret. Little Bow Wow uh, used to be a client of mine when I was at the bank. So he is a very savvy uh, investor. So let me share with you. I don't know if he's doing Bitcoin, but Bow Wow has been investing ever since he was in his late teens. He and his mother were clients of mine when I was at the private bank at Merrill Lynch. So big ups to him. I can't share that information, but I will tell you that he's been doing it for over 20, 20 years. Bow Wow has been, I'm sorry. Ballpark figure. No, I can't give you any ballpark figures, but uh, this is what I wanted to share. Um, so him and his mother have always been very smart about their finances. Um, even though you're right about him, you know, living in that little boy space, it's something about that five, 740 pound dude that is, that's got all these these grown ass women in, in Hollywood chasing after him. So he didn't sleep with them for fun, right? He didn't date them for fun. They dated him because obviously he's got something going on. He's smart. He he's you know, I don't know he's what he's five, carrying. Seven, I'm sorry. He's at five seven. The five seven one forty. He's five seven. I'm I, I'm just saying he's probably he probably weighs 140 pounds, maybe 150 pounds at max. I mean, Google it. I'm not sure, but I would think he doesn't weigh any more than that. But he's got something that's keeping all the attention of all the hot women of Hollywood: Sierra, uh, Keisha Cole, Black China. He went from a stripper to music icon to a Simmons. I, I just think it's wild as fuck to make a song about your exes like that. Like, I mean, I'm sure there's some exes that he's probably not proud of. Yeah, I'm sure he's not telling us all his exes. He's telling us some of the exes, like the hot girls that really are looking good and got it going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, but it, it didn't, didn't his last song that did very well was about an ex. So what's wrong with him talking about more of his ex? If the last song about an ex hit the what, chart, what, then why can't he talk about his other ex? What was the last song that did very well? No, his last song that he did like his oh. last single was about his ex, right? The last song. Like you, you name the song like the Azalea Banks song. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what song you this know what? that he did because I, I don't remember. I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't remember Bow Wow being on my radio for the last decade. And maybe I'm old and be listening to easy listening and adult contemporary. And maybe that's what it is. But I don't remember right. him being on my radio. 
radio in the last 10 years. And he was hot in the early 2000s, but I just feel like I agree with you, Danny. But I feel like doing this, is, it feels like a stunt. And I don't think married Sierra, Angela Simmons, Black, all these people who've moved on will appreciate that because, you know, I'm sure that some of these exes could tell some negative stories about you sexually. I, I don't know how he is sexually, but I'm saying, like, you don't want someone talking about, like, intimate details like that. I I, I would be pissed and, if I was And catch this too. Who said it was going to be intimate? Why are we assuming what we know what he's going to sing about? It could be positive. It, 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 could, be, just, it could be like a WAP song. He could he might be like still, the best WAP he's ever had. It's still like why lame. can't it be like that? It's still lame as hell from the perspective of how the tables have turned. Once, once upon a time, you could argue that some of these women probably dated him for clout and for a step up the ladder. But now it's the other way around. You're only doing this because of who these names are. Because you're not gonna tell us about Shanika from the playground, and you're not so, gonna tell us. So about he's getting—is he getting them back? He's getting them back. Are you telling me that this man can't create a song about his experiences in his life with the women that he experienced it with? He can do whatever he, the hell he want to do. It's he's just got life. a catalog of music, and he's got a catalog of hoes. Let that man live and sing about them hoes if he want to. Reynolds, name two Bow Wow songs. <laughs> <laughs> I already told you I can't name Ooh. any song. That you, you can't use that. You can't keep using that every week. You've had the research. Give me two Bow Wow songs. Give me two. Always rather than our statistics, like he worked for Billboard. <laughs> His last song about an ex. Girl, you think you smart because your shirt buttoned up all the way to the top. You got them cheap ass glasses on. You think you smart. There's nothing over here cheap, player, and you already know. You can smell this richness from the video, okay? Cut it That's out. That's Jones richness, honey. No, yeah. no, no. You That's talking old. about 15 years ago, bro. Come through with a new line, player, because that one's old. How much money was involved? <laughs> <laughs> That's why, let me be quiet. Alex, like you want no, to fight no, as well. No, I'm fine. Speaking Look, of fights, listen, you guys. It is what it is. Speaking of fights, two reality queens. Who? Are ready to, two reality queens are ready to throw down for the crown. Former Bad Girls Club Natalie Nunn is scheduled to take on former Love and Hip Hop star Tommy Lee in an upcoming celebrity boxing match. They're talking about you know getting on there. They're going to be on the Zeus Network, and uh, Natalie accepted the challenge and posted this message to Instagram. Take a look. I'm not really sure what Tommy was um, trying to imply during the versus battle. But if sis want that fight night, Zeus just called and said it's green lit. And since they got that bag. So if you want that smoke, let's go. Are y'all here for this fight? And uh, real quick, I, I figured this is about a money thing because, uh, listen, I'm all for um, getting a bag. So I looked up. I'm gonna need the internet to stop being so shady with these net worths. I looked up their both their, their net worth of both of them, and I'm like, please stop with this. They're what so shady on those. It said Natalie Nunn was worth three hundred twenty-five thousand dollars, and then it said Tommy was worth point zero two million. Then they said hundred thousand. I'm million. like, how do they? They don't know who people's what their net worth. Because I was wondering, I was trying to find out some information like how much they were getting for this fight. What do y'all think about this fight? Are y'all here for? I, I think, and who do y'all got on the fight? I'm gonna go ahead and say, I think Tommy is strong as as hell. I think she, she'll whip anybody she fights. I think Tommy will fight. Will will, will whip anybody she fights. Seriously, 
She's strong. She's taking it seriously. She's studying tape. She's sparring. What do you think about this? I want both of y'all to get off my line with this. <laughs> um, but you know what? I, I, I have two feelings about it. The simplest feeling is, and Claudia and Al, y'all know this from this business. You get a phone call. Somebody says, look, here's a $50,000 bag for an hour worth of work. You know what I'm saying? So I get that aspect of it. The same reason why people go on marriage boot camp. They go do a week worth of work for $125,000. The thing that bothers me though, just from a long-term brand perspective, I honestly thought Natalie Nunn was doing good in evolving out of that space and going more into the mature mommy, girlfriend, married mode. I, I saw her evolving into something else. And this just seems like a step backwards as far as tommy is concerned i have the same thing tommy has become the it fashion nova girl and this kind of thrust you back in that negative love and hip-hop-esque cheat reality-esque space i mean the real winner here is zeus because zeus mm -hmm. has come out of nowhere and they have created a whole market of giving these effless people $20,000 to do whatever it is they need to do while they over there blowing up. Black China got a show, Hazel E and Masika Ryan there fighting, Jocelyn got seven Jocelyn's seasons of a show. cabaret ain't nobody seen. Um, you know, they the real winners. We're gonna take a quick break and I, I actually think the celebrity boxing match is better than carrying on and fighting on a reality would, show. So I'm listen, not mad. I would rather them it be a wrestling match. Like let them like all up and like flip each other around on a wrestling mat or some shit like that. Not a boxer. Who would you want to wrestle Reynolds? Who would you want to wrestle mm, in mud? Mm, I'll wrestle the two of them. Okay, you're trying to be safe right now. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more TGIF when we return. <laughs> Welcome back to TGIF with Funky Dineva, a.k.a. Q, and Al Reynolds. Wait, I didn't mean to do that. That's Al. That's that does nothing to do with me. You stole my idea. You stole, <laughs> stole my idea. <laughs> well, uh, well, apparently that idea is spreading throughout the world, and it's just like catching on. Anyways, um, Megan Thee Stallion is setting the record straight about the whole situation with Tory Lanez. Uh, Twitter, a story came out saying that the charges were dropped against Tori, who's accused of shooting her in the foot last summer. Uh, she caught wind of this and she said, at this point, I'm getting annoyed. Stop believing everything you read on the mother MF internet. Imagine how I feel walking it, waking up every day, seeing people lie and turn my trauma into a joke. That whole team figures out a way to create doubt with my story every week and the media eats it up. So I went and, and did a little research on it. Uh, Tori Lane's rep and a rep for the LA district attorney confirmed that the charges against Tory Lane have not been dropped. They're scheduled for a preliminary hearing in court on February 25th. And also I looked at the stats on them. Meg, uh, Tory is 5'3", 120 pounds. And Megan is 5'10", 143. I think she's more than 143 because I'm like 160. So I just want to throw that in there. What do y'all think about this case? Y'all sick of it or not? I'm real sick of it, but the thing that's throwing me really quickly, I just don't understand... Um, why, you know, four people in the car, everybody keeps saying he didn't shoot her, but nobody has just came out and said, how did the gun go off? Right. Even if the story is as simple as they were tussling and it fell out of the window, I fell out of the car. Why? And, and for that girl to have been her best friend at the moment of the altercation, 
you know, why didn't she speak up and just tell what really happened? And I think that's the shroud of doubt that's covering this story. They keep saying, he didn't shoot her. She lied. He didn't shoot her. Okay. But if y'all were all in the car, then somebody please just tell us how the gun went off so we can put this to bed. Somebody shot her. She didn't shoot herself. And I feel like I, I see her frustration. She's like, you know, it's all about protect black women. Then when something happens, if you like the person that the charges are against, then it's, well, we got to investigate. Let's not rush to judgment. And that's freaking annoying. I had a situation like that with someone that was on a TV show for like five minutes and people thought, oh, why tell now and all this kind of stuff. I can tell whenever I want to. I can tell 20 years from now if I want to. If there's a bullet in my foot and you shot me, you're going to get sick of me talking about it until some justice is served. I, I don't see how you lie about being shot in the foot. I don't. And then he had the audacity to make a song about it. Like, it's the, it's the nerve for me, the constant taunting of her. So I could see how Megan could be frustrated and probably need therapy behind this because she did not get justice. Then you, you out here, you made a song about it. If he shot her, I really do hope that he ends up going to jail for this. All right, well, we're going to move on real quick. Um, we had a, you know, we talked about Roland Ray. Uh, you know, he provided an update. Now, he's a social media star that uh, was in a, is, is wheelchair bound and he caught on fire. And we speculated last week if he, you know, uh, Dineva, you thought that maybe he perhaps rolled past a candle um, and that's how he caught on fire. He tweeted, thank you for keeping me in your prayers. It was a difficult surgery, but I'm alive. I love y'all. It's nothing her we wish him a speedy recovery are you still shocked about this story and about now that the details came out that he was lighting a cigarette in bed and it caught his wig on fire what do y'all think about this story and wow it's amazing you know i just want to know how much oil sheen how much aquanet how much brown gel that flake around here around the edges did you have uh, patted down, matted down, entangled in, rubbed on, dipped in, glazed over on for your wig to catch fire. I took a small poll on my Instagram asking the people, did they know anybody else who synthetic wig had caught fire? Because I was going to call Ben Crump and try to be at the front end of a class action lawsuit against synthetic wig fibers and, and mesothelioma. And we're going to try to get us a class action lawsuit. But everybody I know say, that they wig ain't never caught no damn fire. Uh, I know a friend of Roland Ray's actually that I was able to talk to, and he actually gave me more insight into Ray's condition because I did not understand his physical impediment with his lack of bone growth and density. And because so, I found out that Ray doesn't have much strength in his arms and whatnot. And I think a larger part of what caused a lot of the damage to him, it was his inability to quickly you know, remove the situation off of them. And I know we laughed and cracked jokes because from a satirical perspective, it is funny, but he is a human being. And like you said earlier, I do wish him a speedy recovery in this situation. Go to the next story, girl, go on. <laughs> you, know what? you did good. You so, did good. You I did good. You feel shit, but you did good. Hair, we'll catch up. I was just going to see real quick, but we're going to leave it at that. We're going to try to elevate in 2021. So we are going to take a quick break and leave it like that. And we'll be back with more TJIF when we come back. I'm proud of y'all. I'm proud of us. Y'all, we did good. 
Welcome back to TJF. I think we need to start airing what happens on the commercial breaks because we get to the bottom of some stuff. We put like the timeline together about like when certain pitches were sent in our chat. Right, y'all just messy. I'm, I'm gonna quit working with y'all. Y'all just messy. I listen. Let's talk about this topic. Uh, the last few minutes of the show, um, people were on the internet. You know, it was a buzzing about people sharing their experiences with, with hobo sexuals, a person that dates you with the sole interest of having a place to stay. It is not a genuine romantic interest. Now, if you're wondering how to spot them. We have our top five warning signs to indicate you're with a hobo sexual. Number one, they move into a relationship too fast. Number two, they're always in between in life, job, car, house, et cetera. Like, oh, I'm about to get this job. I'm about to get a car. Number three, when he or she visits, they don't know when to leave. You know, even when you hit, hit them with that, what you about to do? They looking at you like, what are we about to do? Nah, what you about to do? Number four, their lifestyle is infringing upon yours. And number five, they quickly asked you to move in with you. Oh, my God. This is bringing me back memories. Uh, fellas, have you ever dealt with a hobosexual before where someone wanted to rush through a relationship and get to that point where they can move in? So I'm blessed. I haven't. But I must also say I'm not one of those people who have been in a whole bunch of romantic entanglements. However, I've experienced more times than not four out of five of those things in my platonic friendships. The friend that always, oh, what you doing? You want to do something this weekend? And then they invite you out. And then as we walk into the place, it's like, child, you know, I had to pay my light bill. So I ain't got, you got me. You know what I'm saying? I got the friend that has done that a couple of times. I've got the friends that have come over and say, what you doing? Nothing. I'm finna come over there to watch season one of Martin. And they stay for eight hours and eat lunch and dinner. You know what I'm saying? And, oh, you don't mind. I brought a bag of clothes and me to wash because I had no quarters for the laundromat. So I had the hobosexual in friendships, but I haven't, I've been blessed to not experience in my romantic entanglements. I dated this guy and he rushed through it so fast and he said all the perfect things. He was good looking. He was on a show for a few minutes and um, he said all the right things like he had been watching me and, and, and he wanted to rush in and move in. I remember one of our dates, right? We met at, at Crustaceans in Beverly Hills and we, I took him for a ride at the coast of my car. I'm like, hop in my car. I want to just like, just do some romantic shit. And we, he hopped in and it was like an eight hour date. And then at the end of it, I was like, I want to drop you off. I, I'm going to bring you back to your car. He's like, oh yeah, I'm at the parking garage across from the restaurant. He really had me drop him off. When I left, he called Uber. He didn't have a car. He lied about his age. He rushed to move in with me. Like it was just like, I feel like you're the one soulmate, all that talk. And, and, and he lied about everything. He was an aspiring rapper and all like he would be home all day. Like I'm thinking he's like doing work and he's like, I would, you know, look, I asked him what he did today and his paper, he would hold up something like this. He's like, I created a logo. I'm like, no, you didn't. So he, he just really rushed to be in a relationship. And I, and I believe that at the time, cause he had all that fake Muslim, fake vegan, fake teeth, fake oh. fillers. It, everything was fake, but he was just trying to. His goal was only to live with. He just needed a place to stay till he got the next girl. So who was this? You can do your research. It was uh, 2006. Okay, Muslim, fake teeth, fake what else? Age. Age. He did it Imagine. all. First no of all, this is my take on it. I'm glad somebody put a label to this because mentally it was messing with me when I go to Walmart and I see these 300, 400 pound white women with some of the sexiest men I have ever seen walking around. And I'll be thinking to myself, okay, well, 
wait a minute, what's going on here? So I'm glad someone has finally put like a label to this. But to be honest with you, I'm not against it. Like, like if that's how you get down, if that's how you roll through, is that if that's how you're able to stay, you know, existent, let's go with it. In fact, I might be taking hobo sexual applications. What's up? Okay, well, I like to call them HES. That stands for high-end homeless. They have all the <laughs> Listen, this was lots of fun. I want to thank my co-hosts, Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva. Thank you for joining us on TGF, and thank you so much for supporting our show. Uh